This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Laura Curran joining us live. It's Cut to the Chase with Laura Curran on 77 WABC. Welcome back to Cut to the Chase. So my next guest is named William K. Rashbaum. You may recognize that byline if you're a loyal reader of the New York Times. He's also a friend, someone I've known for many years. We used to work together back in the day. Willie, welcome to Cut to the Chase. Well, thanks for having me, Laura. So you are covering a very hot story. Uh, it broke. Well, it didn't break, but uh, President, former President Trump was arraigned at the Manhattan DA's, DA's office run by Alvin Bragg, who is the district attorney. And there was a bit of a hoopla, maybe a little anticlimactic. Actually, uh, the president pled not guilty to 34 felony counts. Now, you and your colleagues in today's New York Times have a very interesting story that I want to unpack a little bit, because while the hoopla has kind of faded the story is very much alive, and the stakes are much higher than, say, who was protesting and performing for the cameras <laughs> for this arraignment. So let me – tell me if I got this right. So this normally – these charges would normally be misdemeanors, but they rise to the level of felonies because there is a second crime which the – District attorney folks, the ADAs, the prosecutors have not revealed. They're keeping the cards close to the vest. Uh, it could be strategic. It's, they're certainly allowed to do this. This is, this is allowed to happen. Uh, did I get that right, Willie? Um, well, I wouldn't say that it's usually charged as a misdemeanor. Okay. There are, um, <clears throat> different, uh, degrees of, of this, um, uh, crime, filing false business records, um, and uh, filing false business records in the first degree is the only one that's a felony, and it's the lowest level felony. But uh, and the misdemeanor count is the, the misdemeanor crime is seldom charged in recent years, um, whereas the, the felony is is often charged. Um, almost always in conjunction with other crimes, but it becomes a felony when you falsify a business record with the intent to either commit another crime or to, to hide another crime. And the DA's office doesn't have to specify what that crime is, nor do they have to prove that it, it was actually committed. They just have to prove that there was an intent to commit or conceal some other crime. So it's, it's a, it's a little, uh, it sounds more complicated than it is, yeah. think, but, um, but it, it, uh, it's a, it's, it's something that is, you know, uh, a, a charge that is regularly brought as a felony and, um, there's not a lot of case law on it. 
mm-hmm. because more often than not, people plead guilty. So right, as, as your piece says, cases that have appealed. A lot of these folks have pled guilty, so we don't hear about what that second one might have been. Now, Bragg gets uh, a bit of a beating from some folks in the press and from some others. Uh, he is a former federal prosecutor specializing in public corruption. One would assume that he knows this stuff. Um, how would you how would you sort of define his style as he goes about this case? Um, well, I, I think, uh, you know, he is very, very cautious, very deliberative. Um, uh, or he has shown himself to to be thus far, and that's his reputation um, before he was uh, elected DA. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, there are a lot of people who criticize bringing this case and not, not, uh, uh, other kinds charging, charging a, a broader case that was under consideration when he was first elected, but he clearly has decided to move forward with this and, you know, he's, there's a lot of criticism because it's something that happened a long time ago because it it in the in the eyes of some appears political because uh, in part because it was something that happened a long time ago in part because of the way that it's charged. So I think people just have to wait and see how it plays out. And at the end of the day, it's going to be up to a jury to decide, you know, assuming that Mr. Trump does go to trial. And I think everybody. Um, everybody thinks that's the way it'll go. Um, but now, it'll, it'll be up to a jury. Mr. Trump, as lawyers, they're looking to change the venue to federal court. What does that mean? Does that mean that Bragg's assistant, uh, district attorneys are still going to be involved in the prosecution? Does it go to federal prosecutors at that point? What does that mean? And why do Trump lawyers want that? Well, it's, it's unclear whether Trump's lawyers want it or for some reason Trump thought it would be a good idea. It's something that rarely, rarely happens, and the law hmm. um, seems to, uh, from my understanding of it, and I'm not an expert, but it seems that um, that the law is sort of uh, against against them. The, the only reason to move it to federal court would be if it in somehow, if if the conduct that is alleged somehow uh, involved or grew out of his federal service. And that is just simply not the case. But the way that it works when cases are removed to federal court, and that's the sort of term of art, um, is uh, removal, um, is it's tried by the state prosecutors in front of a federal judge. The the crime that they um, uh, that Mr. Trump would would be on trial for would still be a state crime. Right. But the federal rules of evidence um, or the federal rules of criminal procedure and evidence would would be uh, those right. would be federal. And there are so few cases where this has um, actually happened uh, uh, that that there's not, not a lot uh, to look at. And we haven't really uh dug into it yet. Yeah. And this is um, all just to remind everyone, this is all about Stormy Daniels uh, allegedly getting one hundred and thirty thousand from Michael Cohen, the Trump fixer right before the 2016 election as hush money. And as you see, the case goes on and Willie and his colleagues at The New York Times will be covering it. 
Willie, I want to thank you so much for coming on Cut to the Chase and demystifying some of this for us. Well, I, I, I hope I actually did that. <laughs> And thanks for having me. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, listeners, coming up after the break, your calls. We got some people who want to talk, and I want to talk to you. It's The number is 800-848-WABC. We'll be right back. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 